Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. Hello, everyone. It is July 15th, 2016, and you are listening to Locked On Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Philip Rosmanreich. I'm the editor of OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and we're here at the end of the week, and I, I just wanted to take a moment here at the beginning of the show before we dive in into what I have planned to discuss today and just just thank everyone real fast for uh, making this podcast such such a success. Uh, I, I've been asked for several, I mean, several months now to do more podcasts and I've been trying to do it and this opportunity with Locked, with Locked On came around and a really great project and it's pushed me to, to do it more and um, I know it's something that, that you guys have wanted, that the listeners and my audience has wanted. Uh, and I've gotten such tremendous feedback from it, uh, most some a lot of positive reviews, and so I just want to thank everyone for for their support uh, and and listening to the show, and and I really appreciate it. And I just wanted to to take a moment out of my day and out of this show to to do that. Um, we'll obviously have a lot coming up. Um, we're hitting a little bit of a dry spell in the NBA schedule, but there's still plenty to talk about. And so on today's show. I'm going to talk about a few things that, that are going on with the Magic. Uh, Nikola Vucevic gave an interview with uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio uh, yesterday or, or the day before uh, and said in unequivocal terms, I am the starter. So some bold words uh, from Nikola Vucevic. I'll, I'll share those uh, with you. Uh, then I'm going to talk a little bit about a conversation that I had with Jeff Garcia uh, on Locked On Spurs, another great podcast. And, and it was a really fun and interesting conversation uh, talking about uh, Tim Duncan and, and his near trip to Orlando and some of the what-ifs that, that could have happened. So I'll chat very briefly about that. I know I think I've covered that uh, on a few occasions here. Uh, but first, I do want to chat uh, about a transaction that, that is going on. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, you know, obviously the Magic have a big roster move to make today. And we will see some type of roster move by the end of the day today from the Orlando Magic. Something official, at least. Uh, but the rumor is the Magic will trade, will not cut Devin Marble. They'll trade him to the Los Angeles Clippers for C.J. Wilcox. Uh, the deal, as reported by Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel, is the Magic will send Devin Marble and a 2020 second round pick for C.J. Wilcox and cash considerations. And... A lot of people are probably going to look at this deal and say, wait a second, the Magic are giving up a player and a pick for C.J. Wilcox, for, for Wilcox, who's a bench guy who hasn't really gotten off the bench in two years. Well, uh, just from a, a cap standpoint, the way this deal has to work is Marvel has to be involved. The Magic are, uh, if they were to take on Wilcox, would be over the cap. And so and it, with that being the case, they have to match salaries they have they, they can only take it take in a little like a, a certain amount of salary more than they send out um and so in order to make this deal happen they have to they have to include marble more likely than not 
the Magic are doing the Clippers something of a favor and allowing the Clippers to cut uh, Wilcox is about it's he's, he's owed about one point two million dollars this year on his rookie deal. They're allowing them to cut that salary, and the Clippers will cut Devin Marble uh, before his guarantee date tonight. So Devin Mar, I think the situation doesn't change for Devin Marble, and so essentially the Magic are giving up a second round pick for C.J. Wilcox. And so who is C.J. Wilcox? Uh, he's a guy that the Magic ironically have been connected to before in, in, in some trade discussions. Um, I can remember a few rumors when the Magic and Clippers are talking that, that, the, that they were after him. Uh, Wilcox hasn't played very much um, in his career. He's, he's played 44 games, I think it is, uh, and has scored a total of 111 points, shooting a career 48.1% career uh, effective field goal percentage. He's a he's a better shooter than Marble. He's he's not a bad shooter. He's when he's been given the time, he's played well and, and he can and he can put shots up, which is something Marble just couldn't do. Um, if there's a big disappointment for Marble in summer league, it was that his offense didn't progress, and, and that's that might be the reason why the Magic have decided to to, to cut Marble. Uh, but as Josh Robinson, the Orlando Sentinel, reported, the opportunity came to acquire someone for Marble, someone that that could have some value, and the Magic decided to to take advantage of that. And so they bring in a guy in C.J. Wilcox, who's a young guy, just, just really looking for his opportunity and hasn't gotten it yet. And the question is, you know, what, what is he going to provide? Well, Wilcox is going to fight for a roster. It's, it, he'll, he'll be on the roster, but he's going to be fighting for playing time. If you look at the Magic's depth chart, and we've done a few depth chart reviews here, but if you look at the Magic's depth chart, you know, your shooting guard position right now is Evan Fournier, Jody Meeks. Your small forward position is Aaron Gordon, Mario Azonia. C.J. Wilcox is going to be fighting with, with Jody Meeks for playing time at the two and the three. So it's a good thing to have competition. I think that's been a big theme of this Magic summer is the Magic want competition throughout all their positions. And this move adds some competition. It adds a talented guy that, that could be something. And so, again, it's, it's a low-cost risk. I mean, and we've talked about this a few times, I think, with some of the moves the Magic have made. Why did the Magic bring in Jeff Green? Why did the Magic bring in Jeff, uh, Jody Meeks? They're both expiring deals, and if they don't work out, they don't hurt you long-term. They, they, they can help short-term uh, tremendously, but if they don't work out, they don't work out. Uh, Wilcox is the same way. He's, he's on the third year of his rookie deal. So he'll, he'll play, you know, he'll play out his rookie, his rookie deal. He'll, you know, the Magic will probably pick up his team option for next year. There isn't a reason to acquire him if they weren't. Um, but that'll be kind of the approach they take. And so we'll see what he can do coming into camp. Um, he'll be a good replacement for, uh, Devin Marble, add some different skills to the team, obviously a little bit more shooting, uh, and so that's something the Magic have wanted and something that they, they went out and got here uh, in this very small deal. So don't overreact to this deal. It's, it's end of the bench, guys. But uh, an interesting deal. The Magic give up a second-round pick in the process, but, but not a huge sacrifice for a guy who's a first, who was a former first-round pick. Moving on now to, uh, you know, one of the big questions that 
I've been asking, and, and it's amazing how much discussion this gets to me. Um, it really is. Uh, and it's, it's a good thing that it gets discussion because I think it's something that we're going to discuss throughout the season until there's a resolution. And, and it probably still points to the ultimate conclusion that, that I see happening. And that is Nikola Vucevic and who starts at center. You know, the Orlando Magic made some pretty significant changes to their team this season, this offseason, especially at that center spot. They brought in Serge Ibaka, and when Serge Ibaka first came in, I was all gung-ho about Serge Ibaka playing the five. Uh, that's, that's clearly not going to happen. Because then the Magic went out and paid $17 million a year for Bismack Biombo. And so this all led to a question of, well, what happens to Nikola Vucevic? You know, Vuce can obviously score at a very, very high rate, but defensively, he's got a lot of shortcomings that that are a big problem for, for a team trying to take the next step. And especially for this Magic team, as, as I'm going to argue a little bit later on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and I'll discuss it a little bit more Monday, on Monday's show, especially for this Magic team that is really committing itself wholeheartedly to defense, Vooch kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. And it's not to say that he's a bad player. And, it, and, it, and you know, like we, we talked about it a little bit on the site yesterday um, of the different combinations that, that Vucevic can play in and, and really the options Frank Vogel has for his front court. But this isn't to knock Vucevic or say that he isn't a good player. Vucevic is a very, very good player. The question is whether you can win with him as your starting center. And my answer to that has been, I don't believe you can. Um, and it's not a knock, again, it's not a knock against Vucevic. It's his defense just isn't good enough. And in this league, you've got to be able to defend the pick and roll. And teams still just attack Vucevic on the pick and roll, no matter how much he's improved on that end. And some of it might be Peyton. And some of it might be defensive schemes. So we'll, you know, I'm intrigued to see what Frank Vogel does with him. I'm intrigued to see what, what he can do with Serge Ibaka next to him. But I'm still not completely sold that Vucevic is a long-term answer at, at starting center. But Vucevic believes he is. And in an interview with Sirius XM NBA Radio, Vucevic put it in unequivocal terms, I am the starter. Um, there's a post, you can listen to the full interview on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, uh, but the salient quote is, quote, that's how it was for me. I was starting. I don't expect that to change. I think I've proven I am definitely a starter in this league, and I believe one of the best centers in this league. I don't believe there's any reason for me to come off the bench. I've spoken to the Magic about it. They know that. That's no disrespect to Bismack, and he proved a lot last season and had a great playoff. But I believe I will still be a starter and one of the main guys on the team going forward as well. And of course, I would expect Nikola Vucevic to say this. If he didn't say this, I think there'd be a bigger problem, to be, to be frank. Um, he should be believing he's a starter and should try to be a starter. And he's right. He is a starter caliber player in this league. But to me, the question is, there's a difference between being a starter caliber player and a, a winning caliber player. And again, I'm intrigued to see what, what Vogel can do with Vucevic and what Vucevic can do with Ibaka next to him. Like Aaron Gordon said a few days ago, Having Serge Ibaka behind us, having Bismack Biombo behind us allows us to press up more, to 
defend with more aggression because we know there's someone behind us cleaning up our mistakes. And Vucevic can certainly take advantage of that. You know, we had an article up on the site yesterday uh, from, from Kyle Williams talking about the different combinations now available for, for Vucevic. You can play him with, with Ibaka, and you have that shot blocker next to him. You can play him with Biombo and have Vucevic be the quasi-four and stretch the floor a little bit more. Maybe not out to the three-point line, but stretch the floor. And Biombo can come and clean up his mistakes, you know, defend, defend on the perimeter too. But to me, that's still putting a lot of strain on the defense. This isn't a, a guard out there. And, and unlike a lot of people, I don't think Nikola Vucevic can play the four. I just don't think he's fast enough. And in today's NBA, stretch fours play with a lot of speed and are able to move very, very quickly off the perimeter. And when Vucevic is engaged in pick and rolls, he's got to show a willingness and an ability to hedge. And that's something he hasn't really done consistently in four, in four years. His default is to lay back. And maybe that changes now that he knows and can trust a shot blocker behind him. And if it has, and if he can prove to be an effective defensive player because of what's behind him now, I will gladly eat my words and say, yes, Nikola Vucevic is our clear starter and someone who the Magic can still build around. Because I'll fully admit this, the Magic need his offense. And so I I do believe, actually, Nikola Vucevic is going to start. But for how long can you start Nikola Vucevic when you have someone that you targeted specifically, you probably made certain promises to, and paid $17 million a year for sitting on the bench? If Ibaka leaves after this year, if, if you, or if you trade Ibaka, can a Vucevic-Biombo lineup work? And I think that's a legitimate question. I think that's something that we will discover um, throughout throughout the season. But I do think it's a good thing that Vucevic believes he's still a starter, believes he's still part of the core. Uh, until further notice, I, I agree with him. Uh, you know, I think he will be the starter uh, as Vogel figures some things out. And I, I don't think that's, that's, that's something that's, that's going to change. But, you know, this, this whole thing about Vucevic has generated a lot of discussion. I mean, I posted this interview up on, on, uh, on our Slack for Orlando Magic Daily, and all of our writers seem to have different opinions on this. And, you know, we, we, we discussed this for a good, you know, 15, 20 minutes. So this discussion isn't going to end. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, having a logjam is a good problem to have. There's a lot of talent on, on the roster uh, and a lot of depth. And that's, that's a good thing. Uh, but the question is, can everyone be satis- can everyone be satisfied with the role, and can the Magic deliver wins that way? And what's best for the team as well? Um, so you know, I I hope Vooch proves me wrong. Like I, it's it sounds like I'm I'm trashing him, but uh, and maybe to a certain extent I am. But you know, I've watched him play now for four for four years, and there are some some limiting factors to him. I I think he's best in that Enos Cantor role, coming off the bench. He's proven that he can be very effective playing starter minutes off the bench, too. 
Uh, with this lineup, I do think he does need to start just because the Magic needs someone who can make jumpers and, and spread the floor and play some offense. Uh, but, you know, it's tough to see a guy that you targeted in free agency made a an absolute priority and paid a lot of money for sitting on the bench. And that doesn't sit well with people. And, yeah, there was ego involved. And so roles have to be defined very, very carefully. And someone's gonna, some, one of these three guys is going to have to be okay coming off the bench. And I don't think it's going to be Ibaka. And so it's between Vooch and, Vooch and Biombo. And uh, that's going to be something interesting to watch uh, as, as the season gets set to begin. Uh, I'm going to close the show today by, by, I guess, advertising, promoting, and talking a little bit about my discussion with uh, Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs. Uh, we, I, I went on, on his, uh, his podcast yesterday and chatted about uh, when Tim Duncan nearly left the Spurs for the Orlando Magic, shared some of my Tim Duncan stories. And, and you know, we've done a little bit about – I know I did – I talked a little bit about Duncan on Monday. Uh, and obviously, this is an NBA-wide story. Every team probably has a Tim Duncan story. But the Magic really – have the biggest Tim Duncan story because they almost snatched him away. Uh, you know, uh, there's been some more writing about this. You know, I've written a little bit about it for Hardwood Paroxysm. Um, you know, if you don't know the story, I'll, I'll tell it again real fast. Uh, in the summer of 2000, the Orlando Magic had cleared all this cap space and were going after three big free agents. Grant, Grand Hill, Tim Duncan, and Tracy McGrady were their three targets. And obviously they got two of them. Uh, the Spurs were in a different situation. Their, their roster was in complete flux. David Robinson was getting older. Uh, their core was Mario Welly, Avery Johnson. They weren't getting any younger. And Tim Duncan was a free agent and was looking around at the landscape and seeing the potential move being a good thing for his career and for winning championships. It's no different than anything else that's, that's, that happens in the NBA today, to be frank. He was a free agent and looking to make some moves. And so the Magic put the blitz on him, and they really did. They, you know, wined and dined him in Orlando, and I believe also in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They had him meet Tiger Woods. They... You know, Grant Hill was wrapped up pretty quickly and was heavily involved in the recruiting. And by all accounts, the Magic had him in the back. They they had it done. Uh, they were told it was a done deal. And then all of a sudden, Duncan goes home. Greg Popovich and David Robinson get a, get a quick meeting with him, and the comforts of home win. And to me, uh, you know, like, I, and I sa- I've said this numerous times, like, it might have been the day and age that we lived in, because this, this was very much DeAndre Jordan before DeAndre Jordan. But to me, what this said was, what, what this says about Duncan's career um, it, it is, you know, how he was, his patience was rewarded. And that's not always the case. He took a huge risk. It would have been a huge risk no matter where he went. Um, 
it would have been a huge risk no matter where he went. So, you know, Duncan was looking at the landscape, thought he saw a better opportunity, but then decided to stay with what was comfortable. And that's always going to be the defining moment of it. I mean, not the defining moment, but the defining message of his legacy, that he was willing to trust the Spurs that they would be able to build a win around him. And it wasn't a sure thing. Like, we think of the Spurs as a sure thing. But they won the title during the lockout year. There's still a lot of questions about the team. Could they could they win it during a full season? Shaq and the Lakers were coming. Uh, and Duncan, you know, there was no Parker. There was no Ginobili. And not at least in the way we think of them. If the Spurs, I mean, and I said this on Locked on Spurs, if the Spurs don't hit on those two picks, Duncan suddenly looks like Kevin Garnett where his loyalty cost him championships, where his loyalty hurt him and his legacy. And it's not to say that if he got, went to Orlando, he would have definitely won titles. If he goes to Orlando, you know, and I said this, the big what if, is if he goes to Orlando, yeah, the Magic probably make a finals or two. Because East was so weak at the time. You know, only two... East teams won titles in the time Duncan signed that contract with the Spurs. And he'll sign that contract with the Magic, and McGrady signed that contract with the Magic. Um, but it was a weak East. But the other question, of course, is, you know, Hill's still going to get hurt. But then, then again, maybe he doesn't try to come back so much because so fast because, you know, McGrady and Duncan are there to carry the load. Maybe McGrady doesn't break down so quickly because he doesn't have to carry so much of the team. Maybe Duncan doesn't get injured as much as he did. Or maybe he does, and the Magic are still kind of in the same situation with two high-priced guys who can't seem to stay on the floor. It's fascinating to think about what could have been with that team. It really is. And it's fascinating to think about... Um, you know, Duncan's legacy and what his time in the NBA means. Because it's obviously a fantastic career, one that everyone around the league is celebrating immensely. But also, obviously, um, you know, it hurt the Magic in, in the long run. And, and the Magic, I don't think the Magic fans ever booed Duncan for it. Um, I think some of it was the, the media response, uh, you know, the media climate. It wasn't as heavily invested in free agency in the offseason. It wasn't certainly as heavily invested in day-to-day transactions. There was no Woj report, you know, Duncan going to the Magic, and then Woj reports two days later, Duncan's reneged, he's staying with the Spurs. There wasn't that kind of backlash. And I think there's always a, a certain respect for Duncan and, and a respect for his decision because he's, he's Tim Duncan. Uh, so... Uh, I encourage everyone to go check out Locked On Spurs. I think I've pushed put, pushed a link uh, on Twitter as well as on the Facebook page. So be sure to like us on Facebook as well. Uh, follow Orlando Magic Daily. I post some interesting links there in addition to to um, in, in addition to the articles on the site. And I'll also uh, try and push a, a discussion topic. So so be sure to check that out. Um, always follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's probably the best way to stay in touch with me. I'm constantly on Twitter. Always there to answer your questions. Uh, like I said, 
I'll be writing a column about the defense and, and what the Magic's new identity is and, and, and how that explains the, the free agency moves. I'll discuss it a little bit more on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. And uh, per request, uh, there's been a lot of requests for us to get on Stitcher. Uh, I've been told that's something I have to set up, so I will set that up this weekend. Uh, so if you, if you can't follow us on iTunes or Audioboom, if Stitcher is your preferred uh, listening program, uh, we will be up on Stitcher on Monday, I believe. I'll probably upload at least this week's episode, so uh, those that want to listen on Stitcher can. Uh, so we'll, I'll get that set up and, and let you guys know about that as well. Be sure to follow us on iTunes as well. We're on iTunes, Locked On Magic. You subscribe there, and we'll automatically update you on your listening devices uh, that get iTunes. Uh, and so be sure to do that. Leave a review if you'd like. We like five-star reviews. I thank everyone who's left a, left a good review. I appreciate it. And I re- again, I really appreciate the feedback I've gotten on this. Uh, you know, I'm always looking for uh, some suggestions. So if you have an idea for the show, go ahead and drop it in my inbox. You can email me at omagicdaily at gmail.com. You can also uh, send, me, send me inquiries uh, and questions on Twitter at omagicdaily as well. I really appreciate the interaction that I have with you. I'm kind of talking into a mic by myself right now, but... A lot of what I do is inspired by you guys and the conversations I have with you guys. You know, I'm, I'm here to serve you. And so if you have any questions, if you have anything that, that you want to ask me, always feel free to do so. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll address some of them on this website, on this podcast. I'll certainly address them on Twitter and most certainly on the website, orlandomagicdaily.com. So with that, I want to wish everyone to have a fantastic weekend. Uh, go see Ghostbusters or not. I don't care. I'm a big Ghostbusters guy, so I'll probably end up seeing seeing it uh and hating it because it's not the original not that not the other not the other reason people seem to be hating it but uh you know you don't you don't mess with the classics in my opinion but that's that's just me uh but i'm excited to see it anyway uh and so with that i'll close the show thanks everyone for listening to lockdown magic we'll catch you next week have a great weekend ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks it's ace's biggest led light bulb sale of the year Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.